Welcome to the Journey to Manifesting podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and creative entrepreneur. I live in Las Vegas with my husband and four children. As an emotional empowerment expert, I am truly devoted to helping you create the life of your wildest dreams through the power of mindset, meaning, and manifestation. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. This is episode number 116, 116, which is a special number to me that I don't often talk about very publicly. You've heard me say a gazillion times now how much I love 111 because of different sentimental and personal reasons to do with my connection to the universe. But 116 is another one because my grandmother lived at a place, her home, it was 116 Linton Street, Palmerston North, New Zealand. <laughs> it's no longer there. It was bulldozed many years ago to build apartments. But when I feel like my nana from the other side, since she transitioned a long time ago now, is trying to send me a message, I quite often see the number 116. So today's episode is extra special. What I am talking about today, the theme of today, I'm going to be sharing with you seven affirmations to be more present because I know many of you can relate to this, that you are currently experiencing Groundhog Day, like it's the same shit, different day, and you may have done something to kill the time, which is a terrible phrase, or perhaps you've wished time away or wished that time would pass quickly. And so this is something that's quite sobering to consider, that every minute that ticks by, there are 105 humans that take their last breath. They wish, many of them wished, that they would have more time with their loved ones. And as dismal as this may sound, it's a powerful reminder that time isn't intended for you to just check out and not make the most out of each and every moment. And that's why I'm so passionate about reminding you that there is power in the present moment. It's a portal to connection, to creativity, and to infinite love and wisdom. However, and I could talk about this all day, society and specifically technology has placed several hurdles in our direct line of sight and attention that makes it more difficult to capture the magic of now. Think of things like social media or TikTok or FaceTiming, texting, uh, Netflix, and some of those other less than desirable and addictive corners of the internet that I will not mention that have many people, many of us, gravitating towards the screen light like a moth to a lamp. Technology steals our attention. It, it steals our attention spans and it also dulls our awareness to the point where we must be slapped back to a reality where we remember that we are more than just lemmings lining up to jump off a cliff. <laughs> Does this make sense? Oh my gosh, I found myself mindlessly scrolling through different things before and thinking, why Why am I looking at this? Why did I click this link? Why, why do I care what so-and-so eats for breakfast to lose 10 pounds? Why do I give even the faintest flying, you know what, <laughs> if, you know, Justin Timberlake uses blue shoelaces versus green shoelaces? I don't know. I'm just thinking of things off the top of my head. But I have been 
definitely guilty of mindlessly scrolling the internet and not being conscious and present with what my actions are unfolding in my reality. And this is something that I'm so passionate about. A concept that I've been thinking about lately is something that I call the coma of convenience. Now, this came to me in one of those moments of clarity, you know, when it's like, oh, this makes sense. And each and every night for the last couple of months now, Sean and I have been, our our nightly ritual, our nightly date night is to go and hop into the jacuzzi and then jump into the freezing cold pool. And that helps us with cold immersion, which is really great for your immune system. That's a story for another day. But during the times that I jump in the cold, to psych myself into getting in the water after being so warm and cozy in the jacuzzi is I say an affirmation in my mind to be more present so that I'm not thinking about the cold and I'm not going to be able to talk myself out of it. And so I say, okay, I'm really, I am really strong. I'm brave. I'm fearless. Or I say an affirmation or prayer for my children. And that means I can do anything. I could probably lift a car if I had to. (laughs) Uh, but I say the affirmation and I plunge myself into the cold water and it's freezing. I mean, it's like nine o'clock, nine 30 at night, and it's still only just springtime here in Vegas. So the wind is a little chilly and the water is icy. And what happens when I jump into the water or I uh, gently <laughs> walk into the water is that I have these moments of clarity. And I said to Sean, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm waking up from a coma of convenience. You know, right now, as I'm recording this episode, we are currently in a social lockdown. Most of the countries and cities in the world are not going outside their homes. We're staying in. And if we are going out, we're wearing masks and gloves. But I think it's a sobering reminder of how much as a society we rely on convenience. Now, before I go ahead and talk about this even more, I'm going to state that I completely understand that not everybody can get groceries delivered. Not everybody can, you know, afford uh, cleaners, house cleaners or help in their environment. And I don't have any of those things right now. And I don't think that I'm going to go back to having any of those things either because there is such a beauty when you wake up from the coma of convenience. For instance, uh, let's just take it back maybe nine weeks ago. I would finish a long day at work and I couldn't be bothered, which is a phrase I don't like very much. I couldn't be bothered to cook the dinner. So what did I do? I ordered Postmates and I would order Postmates more than I would cook during the week. And what I realize now is that was convenience. And of course, sometimes it does serve a greater good because I get to spend more time with my children. But at the moment, my time's divided half days because Sean takes uh, the first half of the day to work and then we switch out till about 11, 30, 12 o'clock and I work for the rest of the day. But it's a beautiful balance. And what we're finding is there's actually more time because it is spent more consciously. And so I'm not engaging in you know, killing time or wasting time or getting distracted. I'm very focused and intentional with how I choose to spend my time. And I invite you to do the same, which is why I'm going to be sharing with you today seven affirmations to be more present. So something, this is a bit of real talk right now, something that's driving me a little bit nuts 
at the moment is when I do open up Facebook and have a look, I'm seeing a lot of people complaining that they're sick of watching Netflix (laughs) or they don't know what to do with themselves and they're just waiting, waiting for the leaders of their countries, their governors, whoever's in charge to make the right decision to then open up the doors of society again so that you can have more intention and more purpose. But this is not the way that you need to live your life. We don't want things to go back to normal. If anything, this time has given us the opportunity to see life for what it really is. And that's a beautiful opportunity to be more conscious with how you spend your time, what you do with your life, how you're going to impact others throughout your life as well. So I just want to remind you that we are divine beings. You are a divine being, a resilient soul. And To remember who you are and why you're here is imperative. To do this, you really need the spiritual tools such as meditations, visualizations, rituals, spiritual practices that retrain your soul to see that the big picture is in place and to merge back into your truest essence. Affirmations are a really effective way to make sure that you are more engaged in your everyday life experience so that Let's just say when your kid asks you to play, you don't make excuses. You actually get down on the carpet with the blocks and the little Peppa Pig toys and you play. You don't just fob them off because you want to scroll Facebook or do a quiz to say, you know, which celebrity you look the most like. You want to make sure that you play with your kids when they ask you to play. Because as the saying goes, the days are long, but the years are short. Okay. When I say that, I feel like crying. The days are long but the years are short. And it's true. I mean, my son turns 19 this year and it just feels like, I don't know, yesterday that he was three. <laughs> so another another option here is that when your cat wants a belly scratch, you scratch it. When the sunshine is out, you don't just wait. You go out there and you sit in the sun, maybe with a cup of tea, and you feel the warmth on your skin. Really experience this beautiful human body that you have been gifted. Or when your beloved wants your full attention, you listen. You don't just nod and smile and look like the lights are on but nobody's home. You actively, intentionally listen. You show up in sacred service to the beautiful union that you chose. Or when you take your next breath, you feel grateful. Because as I mentioned, 105 humans right now have lost their lives. And this is something that is always happening. It's not just because there's a pandemic going on right now that people are passing away. People are transitioning. People are transitioning every single day. Hundreds of thousands of people in a week, but at the same time, new beautiful souls are being born into this world. And so when you remember this, it's a beautiful opportunity to be more present. So as you hear these affirmations, say these gems to manifest presence. When you feel your mind wandering into the habituated space of selective hearing, which I know I've been guilty of many times, uh, mindless scrolling, and of course, unconscious habits, write them on sticky notes if you have to and place them around your house. So here's the first one. I am here right now. All that exists is now. I am here right now. All that exists is now. 
And all that exists is right now. The past has already happened and the future is yet to unfold. So imagine for a moment that your body is a map at your local mall. Uh, We've all seen them, you know, you go up to these little display things and it says on there, you are here. So visualize that you can see your heart on the map in the mall and it has a little sticker on it that reads, you are here. Why? Because you are. Once again, that affirmation. I am here right now. All that exists is now. The past is gone. The future is yet to happen. What you got to work with is the present moment. So just take a moment and just breathe. (sighs) Slow it down. Feel your feet on the floor. Feel the temperature in your current environment. It's beautiful, huh? (laughs) Okay, the second affirmation. I am in the perfect place at the perfect time. I am in the perfect place at the perfect time. The universe, God, divine mother, or whatever name you wish, it all has a plan for you. You are currently playing out sacred contracts that you agreed to with your higher self. You're currently, and this this is going to blow your mind, (laughs) you're currently living an echo of what has already manifested in the non-physical realm first. I am in the perfect place at the perfect time. This third affirmation is actually one of my favorites. Okay, here's number three. My point of power is in the present moment. My point of power is in the present moment. Each and every moment presents you with a point of choice. You can choose love or you can choose fear. You can choose happiness or you can choose to put your cranky pants on. I was explaining this concept to my five-year-old daughter, Lulu, when she was fighting with her sister, Ava. And they don't do it very often, but there's, I don't know, I've just been noticing it more than usual that there's quite often a few little squabbles that happen over toys. And I told Lulu, look, you can choose to be kind or you can choose to be mean. Which one do you want to be? (laughs) And she really sat there and she thought about it. And she chose, she said, I want to be kind, I want to be kind. I'm like, yep, yeah, you do. (laughs) So when you remember that you have the power in the present moment, then you can make better choices to guide your experience. My point of power is in the present moment. So what this looks like, especially to those of you out there that might struggle with various different addictions like food addiction or alcohol or drugs or whatever, whatever is your choice, your poison of choice, And we've all got them to a certain extent. Just remember that there's this tiny little micro moment right before you choose the activity or the thing or the substance or the behavior that will numb you, that will distract you from whatever you're feeling. But when you remember to pause, when you take that filter and you go, okay, this affirmation is going to work for me right now. My point of power is in the present moment right now then you choose differently. And what's beautiful about that is that you get to choose again and again and again and find out what works for you. And this one is the fourth affirmation. I allow myself to feel my feelings no matter what they are. I allow myself to feel my feelings no matter what they are. Now, as you hear this, you might feel some of those emotions bubbling up to the surface. You might want to have a little cry. Feel free to pe- to press pause if you need to right now and 
just allow it to flow out because that's what you need to do. Many of us tend to not want to sit in the messiness of the present moment if it doesn't feel good, especially people in the self-help and personal development industry that like to make sure that nothing is more important than feeling good. You know, we're told this, we're programmed. We have had these messages imprinted into our minds. And it's true. It's important to feel good, yes, but not at the, expe- at the expense of not processing your emotions. So the best thing to do is get curious about what your feelings are trying to tell you and how they are trying to help you to grow as a person. Because here's the thing, if you're, uh, I don't know why I'm using this as an example, but if your dog decided to take a poop inside and you just took out a little broom and you just swept it under the rug, guess what? there'd still be dog poop under the rug. You don't want to do that. Most people do that with their emotions. Instead, you want to pick up that little turd and you want to (laughs) put it in the trash and use some disinfectant and make sure that it's all cleaned up. And this is where, as human beings, we need to be more responsible with our emotions. So when you take ownership of your emotions, you can watch your life radically change and transform in the most miraculous ways. So once again, I allow myself to feel my feelings no matter what they are. Now, just a little caveat before I go on to number five. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you have a get out of jail free ticket or a whole pass to uh, go ape shit on your partner and just be like the, the blame train saying, you did this, you made me feel this way. This is not your opportunity to be accusational, confrontational, aggressive, or violent with your language in any way, shape, or form. This is about you taking ownership of how you feel to process it. How did you contribute to the situation of how you feel right now? Not looking to others to soothe you or to rescue you, because that's not going to happen. Okay, this is where it gets really very real. I quite often get people asking me, hey, Sarah, how do I manifest my desires? You know, I, I've tried everything and nothing works. I've put my, um, my Prince Charming on a vision board, my dream home, my soul baby, whatever it is. I've done all the things and yet nothing works. And The number one thing that I see is not taking emotional responsibility for your own feelings. And this is why I'm so passionate about my book, Dear Universe, 200 Mini Meditations for Instant Manifestations, because there are 200 emotions listed, 100 fear-based emotions and 100 love-based emotions. And you look up how you're feeling and you get the guidance and the support and the insight that you need to move through that moment effectively. So whether you're feeling ashamed or anxious or doubtful or concerned or uh, afraid, it's all there. So you look to the universe to guide you. You look for that connection point to all possibilities. So remember, I allow myself to feel my feelings no matter what they are. Because when you show up to yourself, for yourself with compassion, then you can change your life. But you're so hard on yourself a lot of the time. And I know that I'm speaking to the right people right now that need to hear this. Like, I'm so mean to myself. Why am I so mean to myself? Why am I so hard on myself? Ease up a little bit. We make mistakes. We're human. We lose our shit. We, uh, you know, take the wrong, make the wrong choices, make bad decisions. And it's all part of the plan because you're not here 
for it to be easy and effortless and fun and, you know, rainbows and unicorns and all that kind of fun stuff all the time. You are here to take responsibility for your emotions. Your emotions create your vibration. Your vibration is what speaks to the universe. And then that's what comes back into your reality. So the cleaner you can be with your emotions, with your honesty, with your bravery, the dialogue that you are having with the divine is everything. The more you can do that, the more your life changes. Okay, so number five. Number five is also a really good one. Okay, here it is. The universe speaks to me in the present moment. The universe speaks to me in the present moment. If you just take a couple of seconds to just take a breath, you'll feel what I mean. Your intuitive faculties are strengthened in direct relation to your ability to show up in each moment with compassion, curiosity, and stillness. And it's really the number five affirmation here, the universe speaks to me in the present moment, that makes sense uh, when it's used in correlation with the rest of the affirmations. The universe speaks to me in the present moment. The universe exists in the present moment. So when you can be in a space of stillness, and surrender and joy. I've often said that joy is the highest currency of consciousness. So the more you can turn on some music and dance and maybe play with your kids and jump up and down and, you know, have like an 80s dance party or a roller disco party, whatever it is, the more you access the present moment, because so often we get wrapped up in the idea of, oh, I must be present, the power of now, I've got to sit cross-legged and meditate for an hour to seven hours a day on a mountaintop, and I've only got to you know, wear uh, yoga clothes, <laughs> whatever it is. It doesn't matter. The universe doesn't have the same set of rules that we do, even though we are the universe, <laughs> which is funny. Um, just remember, the universe speaks to you speaks to me in the present moment. So the more joy you can show up with, the more you can do things that you love to do, like drawing or anything creative that gets you into the flow. We've heard this over and over again, go with the flow. That's where the present moment is. But when you're stuck thinking about, oh my gosh, you didn't text me back, or will I get that job? Or how am I going to pay my rent? Which is a really real concern. I'm not discounting that whatsoever. But what I'm saying is the amount of concern that you bring to it rather than the amount of trust is what will be the difference between getting you through that time. Because God, the universe, source energy, divine mother, father, God, whatever you want to call it, will never give you more than you can handle. And it's true, you know, you're not, you're not here on planet earth to not experience hardship. We all go through it at one point or another. Life is seasonal. There are so many different seasons in the journey to manifesting. But when you remember that right now, everything that you have right now in this moment is all that you need, it becomes uh, becomes almost, it, it's almost illuminated to the point of, okay, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. And when you trust that, you'll notice that your life begins to change. Which brings me to affirmation number six. For those of you that are like, okay, Sarah, I don't have the resources that I need. I don't have the money that I need. I don't have the support that I need. I don't have the health that I want and desire. Number six, the affirmation is this. I do the best I can 
with the resources I have, I am grateful. I do the best I can with the resources that I have, I am grateful. So the best way to get anchored into the present moment is to take a breath and choose at least three things to be grateful for right now in this moment. And when you take a moment to appreciate what you have in the present moment, then you activate the magic of the present moment. So for those of you that were having trouble with number five, the universe speaks to me in the present moment, that was the, you know, why it's so important to do it. Number six is the how to do it. So feel like you are in appreciation of what is unfolding, your ability to listen to these words that you can hear. That's something to be grateful for. You can breathe. That's something to be grateful for. You can think. That's another thing to be grateful for. So it doesn't matter how tiny it is. If you think of things to feel a deep sense of appreciation for, you'll notice that the universe delivers more things into your reality to be grateful for. It's not complicated. It is so simple. It's almost stupid. (laughs) So I remember, and I will just dive into this very, very quickly. For those of you that are new to the show, my story is very, very short version of my story is that about 10 years ago, actually, no, it's more like 11 years ago now, I was a single mother living on welfare in Australia I'd left uh, 10 years of marriage behind me, failed marriage under my belt, um, and I had about $10 USD a day to live on. So I was living what would be what would be referred to as below the poverty line in Australia. So I, I found it difficult to pay my bills, to put gas in my car, to pay my $30,000 worth of credit card debt, and there were even some days I didn't know how I was going to feed my children. And so I would just take one day at a time. My mother gave me that advice, actually. She said, Sarah, just take one day at a time. That's when the banks were calling me because I owed them money or my utilities were about to get switched off and I just didn't know what I could do. But the way that I got myself out of that is day by day, I practiced gratitude and acceptance for what I did have. Now, I didn't have much. I had all of my furniture that I had in my tiny apartment was either found as trash on the side of the road, which was awesome. They have amazing trash days in Australia. (laughs) So I got, you know, six dining chairs when I needed them. Or I got it from Goodwill, so very low-budget furniture. My dining table was $30. I had this old TV from the 1980s that was $15 and it hardly worked. And there were just so many things that, you know, I can't even I can't even really wrap my head around how I coped because for me it was like my life had been seriously backsliding because I had all of the resources that I needed when I was married to my first husband but then going out and setting up my life on my own I didn't have a lot of those modern conveniences to make my life as easy as possible especially with two small children for instance I didn't have a washing machine or a dryer I didn't have a refrigerator I used to use one of those cooler bags from the supermarket and In Australia in the summer, it's so hot, so that didn't really work that well. And I would wash the clothes in my bathtub and I would use hand soap because I couldn't afford laundry detergent and I couldn't afford afford to go to a coin laundry or a laundromat, as they're called in Australia. But when I would scrub the clothes, I would feel so 
grateful. I would use that time to cultivate presence and consciousness and appreciation for what I did have. Because for the first time in my adult life, I was on my own. I didn't have anybody to answer to. I didn't have to think of anybody else other than myself and my own household and being really strong for my two kids. And I really look back on that time as such a powerful memory of taking responsibility for where I was at that point in my life. I was doing the best that I could with the resources that I had, and I was grateful. So just to recap the sixth affirmation, I do the best I can with the resources that I have. I am grateful. Number seven, the seventh affirmation, one of my favorites, and I know I've said that with most of them, I am a resilient soul. I am a resilient soul. And the reason and the power behind this affirmation is because you are a resilient soul. As I mentioned, you probably have gone through one hell of a journey to get to where you are today. I'm pretty sure you are, or you have. So when you show up and you be of service as much as you can, as much as you can, the universe is calling you to step forward and to be the best version of yourself. You have You need to remember this. You have infinite strength and wisdom when you remember to be present. So when you use all of these seven affirmations in conjunction with one another, you will notice that you will have the beautiful ability to be more present now. So just to recap, number one, I am here right now. All that exists is now. Number two, I am in the perfect place at the perfect time. Three, my point of power is in the present moment. Four, I allow myself to feel my feelings, no matter what they are. Five, the universe speaks to me in the present moment. Six, I do the best I can with the resources that I have. I am grateful. And number seven, I am a resilient soul. So there you have it, the seven affirmations to be more present. You can read this article as an article over on my blog, sarahprout.com. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at sarahprout where I post a lot of the things that just unfold on a daily basis from things that I'm doing with my kids to meals I'm cooking to essential oils I'm diffusing or even the crystals that I am connecting with on that specific day. A whole bunch of random stuff, but it all adds up to just embodying the teachings of what I love to share with all of you. And that is that you are a resilient soul you are a divine being, and that anything is possible when you remember the power you have to guide your energy and guide your emotions. So that's it from me for today. Thank you so much for being here. Lots of love. Thank you so much for being here for yet another episode of Journey to Manifesting. If you would be so kind as to share this show with your friends, with your family, your loved ones, and please rate and review on the podcasting platform you are currently listening to. All right, lots of love. And until next time, enjoy your journey to manifesting.